the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now back to Lifeline. All right, we're back. The time is 6.09. We've got a whole hour, two lines open. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Two lines open. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. A whole hour to continue discussing whether or not we are headed into the millennium or that we are in the middle of the millennium or whether or not we are coming to the end of the millennium. And around the corner is the demise of the whole human race. These are the three perspectives that dominate Christianity. And and we'll be kind of pressing into that at grace. Why? Because, you know, the church has always looked at difficult, difficult times like these as either um, a a precursor to a golden age or um, an ultimate demise. Uh, and because it has held to a a, a, a idea of uh, a millennial reign of Christ, a, a, a thousand year reign of Christ, some parts of the church hold the view that we are in that reign because it's symbolic and carries a carries a greater connotation of redemptive and gospel oriented elements in it, which I happen to hold. Some some view that we are past the millennium and we are just in a kind of holding pattern in this crazy wicked world and it's only going to get worse and worse and worse and worse until Christ intervenes and, and brings about a final judgment and then the eternal state. Others are believing that we're on our way into that millennium where things are going to be drastically and radically different than what they are because the Lord Jesus Christ will be present ruling from Jerusalem and Israel will be a player a player in the governance of, of the world for good. Uh, it's kind of the premillennial dispensational view, but um, the church holds some kind of idea about what's coming around the corner after all of this crazy stuff that you have heard in your uh, in your uh, in your sphere of of hearing uh, about what our world wants to do and how it wants to move into a transhuman society or into a society of least artificial intelligence. That's almost inevitable. I get that. Uh, but what's your what's your view? How, how do you how do you posit to people what to look for in the future? Your kids, your grandkids, your great grandkids. I'd love to hear from you. Let me go to line number two and talk with JB in Roner Park. If we still have JB on line number two, JB, are you there? Yeah, you got me, bro. How you doing? Hey, man, what's going on? I'm calling in a little earlier tonight. So hey, I have not heard from you for a while. You've been OK? Yeah, I've been OK. Uh I mean, I've been great, actually. So good, good to talk with you, man. Yeah, you too. Uh, as always, appreciate the What's show. Uh, I get overwhelmed sometimes because of, you know, even though we got two hours to talk, I want to uh-huh. talk for a long, old time, and I don't even know where to begin. Um, <laughs> but, well, you know, um, you know we, can't, we can't make that happen, but just start, and I'll cut you off. Don't think about being cut off. Just start talking. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like this show is pushback. Um, 
I think that, w- I, and I'm, I'm fully on board. I'm pushing with you, man. Sure. Uh, whether you got uh, whether you got the lines full or whether you're just talking, you know, on whatever you feel like you need to talk about. Sure. Uh, I agree when you say, uh, you know, we need to make the most of every opportunity because Absolutely. the days are evil. Yeah. And so we're shining, we're shining light when we have the freedom of speech mm-hmm. and when we have the truth. Uh, the yep. gentleman uh, a couple calls ago uh, in Pacheco, I think his name is Mark, too. Yeah, Brother Mark. Brother Mark, he's a good man. In fact, I want you to continue your thought. But he had called in maybe a couple of months ago with the same concerns. And you were you you were on the show at that time. And we were working around this this attitude thing like we're doing now. And I love this because this is a deja vu. And we have to do that with a lot of our brothers. Some of our brothers, man, are not feeling good. JB, about what's going on. They're not feeling good, man. I get that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, there's the appearance is not always the reality. I agree. You know, the, the, the deception makes it look a lot bigger than what it really is, but the truth will show up for what it is. Truly. I think so. I think so. So we, we push back by shining light, and we push back by speaking truth. So... Um, you know, he said something like, um, you know, it, it, the the truth is not mainstream, but you made, I think you made the point that the truth, I don't think, has ever been mainstream. Right. It's never been un- universally accepted. Um, but the truth is more powerful than, yep. I mean, they can have all their mainstream channels that they want, and, and that the, their power is, is to enchant, and their power is to confuse, yep. and to uh, distract yeah, and all of that stuff. But the moment the truth shows up on the scene, it it it, it uh, it's 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 more powerful than any of that. It's so, a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. So let's it put really it back is. with the truth. That's that's my that's my attitude. That's my point on that. And then my second point is, um, you know, this country. I think. I'm, 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 I've always kind of respected, you know, the people who started this country. Right. But I don't think I've really fully respected them like I have in the last couple years. Amen. Amen. Um, because what they did was they gave us something. They really thought this through. I'm, I'm really yep. starting to like marvel yep. that they made it really hard for anything like Marxism to just come on in, walk, walk and waltz right in and take over. Amen. Like they set it up in a way. And we're blessed to be Americans, and we don't really truly appreciate that, I don't think. Maybe some people are starting to more and more, but they really slowed down the process for any sort of tyrannical takeover to just kind of come on in. It was absolutely phenomenal and brilliant. And here's what you're saying, JB. What you're saying is when they established the, um, the Constitution, and 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 its framework, they actually were doing it in the midst of revolutions already having having taken place. Obviously, Marxism was before um, uh, before the uh, the um, Constitution of the United States and and our establishment as uh, as a nation, uh, and and then the French Revolution, and then and then uh, then you know then, then Russia's attempted reign. They saw all this going on around the world. They saw tyranny. They saw the British rule and this hyper control over the people, and they framed it with the objective of getting people to understand exactly what you're saying. We have the power where you have truth, you have power, but you're going to have to wield that power 
from the ground up all the way up into the policy world, all the way up into Congress, all the way up into the White House from the ground up. And their their concern was that the average citizen would become ignorant of his rights, ignorant of his responsibility, ignorant of his obligation to preserve uh, freedom in all the spheres of his influence. And this is what's going on with us now. We have been overwhelmed for many, many decades with a pleasure principle of hedonism and materialism and secularism and an abandonment of a biblical worldview. And so we uh, have allowed the intervention of these strands that are Marxist in nature to take over and produce a narrative that we're basically now having to fight against. But it's still not something that can't be dealt with. Like you said, it can be dealt with and it should be dealt with. Yeah, I mean, I think that they even knew that, though, man. I I think that they even understood human nature well enough. I think that these are very learned men. Yeah, Uh, they, they knew history. Yeah. I mean, if you go down the, the the roster, I mean, just like Ben Franklin, all the all the big names, these guys were really uh, intelligent. So I do very much they, so. They, they they knew that, and and then they still worked out this thing called America, this idea, yeah, um, a place where you know, and and I think you've heard I, I've heard you say you you've called it the grand experiment. Very much so. And look, for time's sake, I got to let you go to pay some bills. That's but cool. here's what here's what they did. What you're saying, they made it possible for men to be free. Um, but they warned if you can keep a republic, keep it. Yeah. But it's never, ever been such that we have been able to keep it in the history of the world. And this is where we are now on the brink of losing the republic. But all it requires is for men and women to stand up and be bold about the truth and be ready to pay a a certain price. So we're actually dealing with a parallel to the gospel. And you know what I mean about that. Bless you, my brother. Got to pay. Got to pay some bills. And then we'll come back with your phone calls and others. Two lines open, I think, or maybe even three. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. All right, we are back and we have three lines open, one triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. If you want to join the conversation, we're trying to ask the question, are we moving in a positive direction and can we substantiate that biblically Um, or are we moving into a dark, dark period and can we substantiate that biblically as well? And what should be our attitude and agenda in it as believers who have already overcome the world in Christ. one 367 5329 to join the conversation here on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Let's go to line three and talk with Misty in San Francisco. Misty, are you there? Hi, Jesse. Hey, what's going on? Well, I think that I feel that we're moving into a dark, a dark, a dark time. Unfortunately, I feel like it's already been very, very dark for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. So that, I don't see truth out there anywhere. Mm -hmm. And where there used to be some honor when you spoke about this or you did that or, you know, there would be some gratitude and some graciousness and things like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Now there's just sort of an... uh, abhor, whatever the word is, uh, they just abhor whatever mm-hmm. you might speak for or stand to. So there's a lot more discomfort for me um, 
and I don't think there's really a way to shift it. I've tried, you know, through prayer, or through stronghold, tearing down, things like that. It, it, you know, nature is so beautiful, and the peace is still there, but the right. world is right. a mess. And I just don't, I don't see how, I'm trying to get relief and just be like, okay, can we just turn this back a little bit? But it just mm-hmm. doesn't click back. Now and you say ten years. You say you say ten years. Hold hold. On. I want you to expand. I, I kind of want to flesh this out a little bit. I'm trying to go back ten years. It feels like to me that it's been longer than ten years that this darkness yeah. emerged and has right. kind of gotten a final I, grip I, on us. I agree. Well, what I what I'm saying is by saying ten is I'm saying it's more than five. Right. Uh, if some people think it's just been a little while, I think it's when uh, Columbine first hit. Okay. So I don't know how long ago that was, but the yeah. the rap, the way it's ramped up has been ramping up quicker yeah. and quicker and more oppressive in the last six seven years. Where yeah, for if, sure. that, if that makes sense, so I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say two things that um, I I. I love your stance, obviously, because it's what I believe is the truth. Sure. Um, but I think if you can somehow get on some open forums where the left have guests come in, you know, they have somebody come in about waterworks, they have somebody come in about the trees, they have somebody come in about religion, they have a doctor come in, you know, you may be able to even open just a few eyes, maybe probably a lot of... Uh, you know, hatred will come as well. But I just think that you're not going to reach some of that accidentally with, the, you know, a Christian station. You need to go into some of those forums where you can say, hey, and about the shots, what you've been talking mm-hmm. about, what I find mm-hmm. is really astounding. Mm-hmm. You can be going somewhere or in a corner or wherever, and someone will, you know, if they meet you there or something, they'll say, oh, did you have your vaccine? Right. I have my vaccine. I don't even, you need, like, they think they're fine now. And so I'm supposed to come into their world and say, oh, yes, I've had my vaccine. Like, we don't even need to wear masks or we're fine. The whole thing is, you know what? There's still too much going on out there. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to just trust somebody comes in that says they had their vaccine. But there's no point that they should be bringing up to me whether I had mine or not because it's not right. my personal choice. Right. Make sense? Yeah, no, 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 no. You, uh, you know, a couple things. I wish there was a way. I don't. I think this is by design that the left narrative, and I talked about a little earlier, under a a, a, a postmodern Marxist agenda, they don't want to have the beautiful, open, free dialogue that would necessarily have kind of underlying debate tones to it. Uh, you know, I, yeah, we're Christian. We love nature. We love this world. We don't want the air polluted exactly. and poisoned and all that. I can easily have a conversation about how to preserve the trees, preserve the land and all that. We, we, we love that. Um, but I think that the larger beastly system, this, this grotesquely beastly system doesn't want a platform Anything where where left and right can appear to be reasonable, <laughs> rational, rational, well, and let me, agree let me on tell something. You, let me tell you what your foot in the door is. Your foot in the door is your black. Yeah, that's true. And that's your foot. It's your foot <laughs> riding. Well, right well, your in foot the in the door is your woman. Your foot in the door is your woman. Right. But I'm saying is, you know, they they they're pro. Let's say they're pro abortion. They're pro this. They're pro that. They, 
you know, they have the opposite moral standing. But what you can say is you can bring, because you have such wisdom about these topics, you can bring up the history from a black man's perspective. You can bring up how a lot of this, you know, you can't really tell them, oh, it's the, it's the enemy's lies and they've got you deceived and this so and that. No, you have to come from a different age. You're right. You're right. You're being much more strategic in that regard. I hope that's happening. So I think this is what I believe. I, I hope that what you are saying is happening in the different quarters of the world where well, people really, happening. truly care about these things. What I'm saying is it's not happening. That's why you need one, two, three, four, five guys that have the the, the courage <laughs> to step into a platform, whether it's another, um, whether it's a, uh, a radio show where you're calling in and they're talking about the left and they happen to have a topic that day or they want a different guest. What I'm saying is, you know, you may have another pastor. Maybe he's in Texas. Maybe you've got another pastor over there. But if a few of them, and I think a few good black men step up, into that gap, we can change some of those things. Because you know what? All the things that are still going on in the streets for all of us, regardless of race, there's still murders happening everywhere. And the one that makes the front page is if, if you know, one yep. person yep. of color yep. is killed, but there's yep. 2,000 people of color yep. that are being killed. I don't want any of these murders happening. And the, the point is, somebody from inside that pocket yep. needs to step up. Because they're going to have the they're going to have the, you know, the honor and the belief come to them. If you come yep. as an outsider, they're just yep. going to mock you. I mean, I'm tired of the mocking. But, you know, um, I mentioned you're called Screener. I know everything is a certain way. But I just needed to get, uh, I needed a contact to reach you later. I tried to find it online and I couldn't find it. So I just needed to try to get a number to reach you later on another day. Oh, uh, you can do, you can do that. I'm out there. I'm out there. I'm not giving out no numbers on the line, but you can get Pastor Jesse Gibson. You can actually go online and get that. That's doable. Yeah, um, I'm trying to find it. Alrighty. God bless you, yeah. brother. Yeah, you uh, do. Great. In, listen, be, listen. Be great ideas. Bed, if you don't mind. Yeah, no, great ideas. I, I, you know, great ideas. Okay, so what if we're around the world? What if we're around for another hundred years, you guys? What if we're around for another hundred years? I mean. We got to find a better way to approach dealing with this dialectic than we are doing. We have to find a better way. So I appreciate what what Misty is saying about strategically moving into some of the left's atmosphere and posit into those atmospheres a redemptive view of those very important things. Because I do believe that the lie is, is that the left is so far on the left and the right is so far on the right that the twain can never meet, but that's a lie. And here's how we know. <clears throat> Those of us who have people in our lives that we uh, care about and share share space and share ideas and share values and share goods and share life, we know that we are a plethora of both sides. We are a little bit um, uh, a conservative, a little bit moderate, a little bit liberal uh, in the biblical sense of, of holding within the parameters of a conservative, moderate, liberal, uh, biblical worldview. We know that we are that. We, we are that. And so we, we can have conversations and enjoy um, dialogue about all kinds of things that would not necessarily be brought up in your hard right or in your hard left. And I think that that would be a fascinating venue that would actually attract people. Now, watch this. 
that don't want to just be waking up in the morning to the kind of, you know, uh, CNN left and Fox right, because you know you're hearing nothing there but the Waterboy version of, uh, of the narrative. People who are really creative, people who are authentic, people who are optimistic, people who are uh, inclined to want to actually flourish, we find all kind of nook and cranny stories to, to preoccupy ourselves with because we actually we do have a dichotomy between God's world and the satanic system that has taken uh, humanity and has uh, refabricated it over in its own image. We, we, we do know that. We, we are very clear on that distinction. I will sit up for hours and watch uh, History Channel where they're doing good stuff, not propagandizing. I, I, I love, you know, National Geographic. I will watch documentaries all day long on, on historic uh, events. The moment that I'm watching what's going on in current in terms of uh, the, the tearing down of all the trees in the, uh, uh, you know, in in, uh, in in some of our uh, poor countries of the world, whether it's the Amazon or whether it's uh, you, you have it where where those natural resources are being plundered for the purpose of uh, technology. I'm watching that stuff because what it does for me is it gives me a, a very clear indicator that arguments on the left have validity to a certain degree. And in order to have a conversation, you've got to be able to validate their legitimate arguments. You can't just say the left is wrong in everything. Like the left is absurd in thinking that the right is wrong in everything. That's absolutely insane. Uh, and so we'd have to do a better job at that. Uh, I don't know if that's my calling, though, uh, sis. I, I'm, I'm probably called to keep doing what I'm doing right here. Let me go to line one and talk with Idris. Idris in Hayward on line one. Idris, are you there? Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, uh, uh, Pastor Jesse? Hey, glad, glad glad you can catch on with us toward the, la- toward the end of the program. What's on your thought and mind? Absolutely. Um, I mean, and shout out to Mr. She, she brought it. She brought it. Yeah, um, she did. You know, did. there's a phrase called... You people want to have their cake and eat it too, and you know right. what it is. People want to have their Christ and eat it too. Right, That's what it is. You, I got to right. They want to be saved, but they still yep. want to customize things. They want to yep. agree with certain parts of the Bible. And what has happened? And I'm only 35, but what I can see is that we got so comfortable with this watered down Christianity, we thought that was the standard. Yes, and sir. now that these real ghosts and goblins and spirit stuff is coming up, we're like, whoa, 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 but. When you read your Bible, this is right. nothing new. This is this right. Sodom and Gomorrah, the, the Noah. This 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 is just God showing like this is what lukewarm Christianity is gonna get you. Yeah, you know, and even the people that got it written on their conscience can they know something is up. So Amen. are we going Amen. in the right way or the wrong way? What I would say is you can't bring it, it. It has to come to the light before you can. You have to bring up the issue first before you can fix it. So yep. a lot of people are so in the zombie mode. That it's mm. not until it is in their front door, like in their family, in their job, in their church, that they might say, I think this is a problem, but by that time, it's going to be too late. But the people that are really going in, and, you know, I appreciate your truth, there's going to be like, okay, okay, so we got to keep planting them seeds. They're saying we conspiracy right now, but we'll see in two, three, four, five years how much of a conspiracy it is. So, yeah, we're going in the right direction, but it's it's chaotic, but... Glory to God. He's a, he's no, you know, excellent. Let me let me let me shape that before we take a break. We got three minutes, so we can chop this up a little bit. You you did a great job of coming behind 
Misty strategy in, in affirming, you know, what uh, JB had already uh, affirmed in terms of our, of our premises, casting light on an extremely problematic situation. And you identified a couple, two or three really critical categories, Idris. One is, is that um, Christianity, particularly in America, has actually been living under a delusion. I've been preaching this for people who have been listening to me for almost 20 years. They know I've been preaching that we have been operating out of a Disneyland pseudo Christianity that has been far, far from substantially real for many, many decades. I, you know, I'm, I'm the odd odd voice in local local radio along those lines. I've been saying this for a long time. And uh, and they poo pooed it. And now that we're dealing with a very destabilized, demoralized situation where the covers are being pulled back and Christianity is being exposed for actually having no real Christocentric, redemptively relevant solutions. What is it doing? Becoming absolutely and totally complicit to the lie that has absolutely no kind of correlation or compatibility with the Bible whatsoever. So what we are beginning to see, as you have already affirmed, my brother, is that there has been a uh, substantially damning lie that has actually governed the Christian community. They've been living under a second delusion that has had a Christian facade. But now that the, uh, the tribulation has begun to occur relative to waking us up to the painful reality of a fatal takeover um, the term that you use, I think, is worthy of discussing. It's the zombieism of human beings, the zombieism of Christians. I love that metaphor because what it indicates is that they look like they're alive, but they are despondent when it comes to being uh, challenged about what's taking place. Like you, it appears that they have no capacity to wake up to and have a conversation or be alarmed about what has put them to sleep, what has paralyzed their mind, what has shut them down and kept them back from being real living human beings who are autonomous, who are free, who have the ability to push back, who can disagree, who can do it agreeably, who can do it graciously and wisely, who can do it valiantly. They don't have any capacity to, uh, to, to respond to what you and I are asserting is a major problem. Zombieism is something that I got to work through a little bit more because I think that that is a very apropos title for many, many people who just are totally despondent to the alarm that we're trying to set forth. Look, my brother, you, you said it straight. I had to do that, but I'm on a heartbreak. Uh, got to let you go. Very clear, very clear. I might carry this out to the end of the program. Got to take a ba- break. We will be right back after this short break. You too, brother. And now back to Lifeline. And we're back. We've got about 10 minutes to go. If you wanted to try to sneak in, you could. one 329 1-888-367-5329. I really have been reflecting upon what Idris was saying, and uh, I'm going to do some some work to elaborate on it, to extrapolate on it, because that is what we get when you run across an individual who doesn't have an opinion, who doesn't have a view, doesn't have a worldview, and, and particularly a Christian who doesn't. You you run across a Christian, you say, hey, your Bible says that you have to. Be circumspect and be discerning 
and be critical in your thinking and, and analyze things and beware of lies and beware of falses and beware of distortions of, of opinions and ideas. You just heard Vody, Vody talking about fault lines and how he has laid out arguments. Now, these are classical apologetic structures that he's dealing with, and it wouldn't work. It would work if people were aware of the biblical arguments against the whole litany of things that are becoming so commonplace today. Um, I think that book would help people. But if you're in a zombie state, something happened where you were neutralized. Something happened where your guts were taken out, where your your uh, alarm indicator work was uh, was um, disengaged, where your conscience was. And see, this goes to what John MacArthur has been saying for years John MacArthur wrote a book called The Vanishing Conscience. And, 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 and that book actually speaks to the fundamental condition of the lost world today, but it probably would also include many professing Christians. You're not going to meet a person who has a healthy conscience, who doesn't have moral ethical boundaries and doesn't have opinions about what God's word has to say about virtually everything in the world. In spite of the fact that that person will be the kind of person that will be a spark plug, they will be uh, a burning bush, they will be a, uh, a fox uh, whose tail is set on fire, they will be the center of controversy sometimes, not willingly, and they shouldn't be willingly, but they will be by virtue of the fact that the culture does not want to have to give an account for its actions. And the prophetic role of the church is supposed to keep the community awake when it comes to bad policies, bad practices, ungodly policies and ungodly practices and the Trojan horse of the social justice movement that has swept in and replaced the Bible with a neo-Marxist uh, utopian type of morality, which is fundamentally a, a kind of social morality and not a personal morality, not a, uh, a personal autonomy of behavior based upon a clearly, uh, a, a, a clearly defined set of moral and ethical parameters. So all of a sudden, uh, if, if you're not accepting everything that's going on the way that it's going on, no matter how raunchy and rebellious and how perverse and how um, distorted it is in terms of its failure to comply with what the Bible would consider the proper expression of the Imago Dei, how human beings should behave. If you're not approving of it, accepting of it, embracing of it, then you're not loving but we've had this conversation before, have we not? One of the things the Christian church has given up on for decades is the terminology war. So what the enemy loves to do is to take biblical terms and take the biblical definition out of those terms and pour into it a secular, new age, postmodern, unbiblical, ungodly definition. So now love is just permissiveness. Will you just accept everything as being approved of? And if people do it, then it must be right. Nothing could be further from the truth. There is a way that seems good unto a man, but the end thereof are utterly the ends of death. Now, if I see you going in a wrong way, behaving in a manner that is destructive to your life, unproductive, you cannot possibly thrive in that kind of behavior. 
And I don't tell you in the most gracious, the most thoughtful, reflective, careful, effective way as I can. I do not love you. In fact, you are compelling me by your redefinition of love to hate you. Because you are fundamentally actually living contrary to your calling and you're behaving in a fashion that's destructive to you and your society around you. But you want me to approve of it. We already know how irrational that logic is. And this is why it's so wearisome now after all these years. And we warned the homosexual community about incrementalism. We, we warned the, uh, the, the sexual community about incrementalism going all the way back to Roe v. Wade. And, well, we just want abortion in the case of rape. We knew that that was not the fundamental premise upon which they were rejecting the understanding of the preciousness of human life. We knew that. All of a sudden now it's abortion under almost any circumstance, even a, uh, a, a third trimester, even after the child is born. How, how, how abominable has incrementalism uh, made itself to be? And we can take all kinds of lines of moral, ethical uh, subject matter and do the same thing with here we are. Uh, in, in the uh, world now of same-sex marriage and in the world of massive promiscuity, in the world of massive departure from the binary distinction of male and female, in the world of fundamentally whatever a man wants to call true, it has to be accepted as true, even though it is patently unscientific, lacking any kind of biological or ontological substantiation. And then some wicked group called the equity and diversity and inclusive community is going to make you a villain if you say, hey, 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 the DNA of that person, his chromosomal makeup makes it clear what he is. You can't just change his nature by verbal fiat. This is insanity. And this is exactly what Aldous Huxley is demonstrating in his Brave New World. Exactly what Orson Welles is demonstrating in 1984. Exactly what has been the consequence. Okay, I'll tell you the end result of this Marxist socialist agenda is to take all of these positions that these folks are wanting to have and love and engage in. The end result is to quickly move them into a position of slavery. When once they are controlling the economic structures, everybody that's operating out of a, um, this, this new morality will be collected and gathered together and exterminated. That's exactly what happened in Russia. That's what happened under Mao Zedong. That's what happened under Stalin. Everybody thought they were going to be free to be whatever they wanted to. And once they were up under the totalitarian rule of the Marxist agenda, they were all completely wiped out. Because at least Marx knows that unless you are really, truly capable of being a productive citizen, you're a danger to the elite. Now, they know this. They're playing you as politics plays people. And I tell you, the only real answer to all of this is a biblical worldview. Safety is found in doing things God's way. And all we have to do is put it in reverse and back away from this trajectory. And once again, through repentance and faith in God, recover the old landmarks of respect, biblical truth, scientific data, 
dialogue debate within the context of a free market society and then truly love one another and provide for the children an environment by which they can thrive and get rid of every wicked politician and every wicked schoolmaster who doesn't want to do that. Because that's just my opinion. Until next time, God bless you. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved.